Welcome to Therapedia, a podcast brought to you by two therapists and friends who believe that mental health awareness and coping tools are for everyone. I'm Jen, and I'm a marriage and family therapist working in private practice in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm Adriana, and I'm a clinical psychologist working in group practice in the Pacific Northwest. On our podcast, we provide helpful tips, tricks, and coping skills for personal mental health wellness. It is not a substitute to your regular mental or medical health practices or providers. If you're listening to this and feel you're experiencing a mental health emergency, please call 911 or go to your local emergency room. Please be aware that at two different points in the podcast, we will be doing mindfulness and or meditation-based exercises. Feel free to skip these if you're driving. Hey there, and welcome to a mini-sode of Therapedia the Podcast. I'm Jen, and today I am sans Adriana so that we can both take a much-needed break. We will be releasing a full episode next week on dialectical behavior therapy. So I wanted to spend this week just doing a little precursor, a little teaser, if you will, of dialectics and what that means. We talk about it a lot on the podcast and Adriana and I both find that um, incorporating dialectical thinking and dialectical behavior therapy coping skills have helped most of our clients find uh, stability and safety and emotional regulation. And when I say emotional regulation, I mean that sense of being on an even keel and being able to tolerate uncomfortable situations. So that said, I just wanted to give a little history about DBT, even though we've done, we've talked about it before, but it's been, it was in a bite-sized chunk. So this will be a little big, little bit of a bigger spoonful of DBT history. So DBT was developed by a clinician and researcher named Marsha Linehan in the 70s. And at the time when she developed it, she was working with people who are chronically suicidal and just had high risk behaviors, were constantly in the hospital. And so she would get grants to work with these people that essentially no one else wanted to work with. And they would try different types of methods. Now, Marsha was already someone who was sort of a Zen Buddhist in training. And so uh, I think it was in her nature to incorporate mindfulness. And if you listen to our podcast regularly, you know that we are mindfulness super fans and really believe that it is the core of healing. And it is the granddaddy of all skills. So first, I want to just explain that in working with these high-risk clients, Marsha Linehan basically tried whatever whatever was on the table therapeutically at the time. So that included cognitive behavioral therapy, which really focuses on behavior and changing behavior, that if we change behavior... Um, we can change our mindset. We can change our we can we can we can meet our goals. That's the that's the uh, agent of change is our behavior. 
The other emerging therapy uh, modality was called humanism. And humanism is essentially, I think, what many people think of when they think of just the soft, gentle therapist who really is joining with the client who is very um, validating and has unconditional positive regard for their clients. So those were the two kind of primary theories and modalities at the time when Marsha was working with these high-risk clients. Now, although now dialectical behavior therapy is really an effective treatment for just about anything, (laughs) but especially um, to help people prevent crises or really learn to regulate their emotions. I find it helpful for all of my clients, regardless of their functioning level. So what is dialectics? In some ways, you can think of it as learning to be flexible, learning to live in two or more realities at the same time and accepting the fullness of reality. So in some ways, dialectical behavior therapy is sort of a balance between cognitive behavioral therapy and focusing on the behavior and also this softer, validating, unconditional positive regard that's offered in humanism. So In the actual work of dialectical behavior therapy, we work to be more flexible and to be more kind and understanding while also recognizing a need for change. So the primary kind of underpinning of dialectical behavior therapy is the ability to hold seemingly opposing ideas or Uh, realities at the same time. So a few different kind of core realities uh, or dialectics are mentioned by Marsha in her treatment manual that I think are really kind of give a good example of what we mean when we say holding two different realities. So for example, the need for clients to accept themselves as they are in the moment and the need for them to change. So in some ways, these seem these seem opposite and seem like they don't go together, and yet obviously we know they do and they have to. So being able to sort of flexibly accept both of these things at the same time and not be black and white in our thinking. Another example of this dialectic that we have to um, navigate is the tension between clients getting what they need to become more competent and losing what they need if if they become more competent. So a lot of people struggle with the idea that if I get well, maybe I have to give up this people taking care of me, or I have to give up my identity as being a victim. And that's been really important to me. So kind of what I have to gain and also what I have to lose in the process of healing. Another polarity or dialectic that we have to navigate is maintaining personal integrity and validating our own views of our difficulties. So recognizing that what we're going through is hard versus learning new skills that will help help us emerge from our suffering. So this really the overarching idea that we can be in a place of discomfort 
and comfort at the same time. And I often talk to clients about how important that is, especially if they've had childhood attachment wounding or if their parents were not very attuned, that every time we offer comfort at, while we have discomfort, that we are healing those traumas of, of childhood where we didn't get our needs met. So it's really, really, really multi-layered here. And I think we also feel better about ourselves because we're actually taking action to meet our needs as opposed to letting them go unmet or avoiding them, which is sort of re-traumatizing ourselves and continuing to not get our needs met. So that's sort of the, the nitty gritty of dialectical behavior therapy. In our episode that we'll release next Wednesday, that would be the, I think, 21st? Yes. Adriana and I will be talking kind of specifically about the four components, the four major tasks or phases of of dialectical behavior therapy. And the first one, spoilers, is mindfulness. So really being able to be aware of reality, being be aware of all the shifting and different feelings that we have just within us and how we react to different situations. So that's the first phase, and Adriana and I will be talking about the other phases as well as kind of specific coping skills. Because the thing I like about DBT is that I can actually say, oh, that's this this is a good example of a time where you could use opposite action. That's a specific coping skill. Or this is a good example of a time where you might want to think about using commit committing to valued action, which is another coping skill. So I think it's a really good both soft and understanding, but also concrete and actionable intervention process that helps people, I think, a lot, especially people who are really struggling to kind of maintain stability. This idea that they don't have to have it all figured out, they can be accepting of where they are now, and also be motivated to change. So it's it, it has opened a lot of doors and helped a lot of people that I've worked with just be a little more comfortable um, in the moment. And I hope that our deep dive discussion um, next week is helpful to you guys. I think a lot of people are trying to f- navigate what it's like to re-enter the world and are experiencing some discomfort around that. So being able to know how to self-soothe and when to approach, when to not approach situations that make us uncomfortable, those are really important tools that will be very vital to your healing. So that being said, lovely to have this little mini episode. Um, look out next week for a longer episode that where we do a deeper dive. And as always, you can um, look us up on Instagram at, at Therapedia Podcast or email us at therapediapodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you, we can keep bringing this content to y'all and um, do what we love to do and connect with you. So have a great week. We'll see you and we'll talk to you again on the 21st. Bye-bye.